Welcome to another episode of the Seminar Files. This is L. Hey, B. Hashtag feminism. African queen. African queen. Three black millennial women. Where's the lie? Hello, world. Welcome to another episode of the Fem Noir Files. You only have two of us today. It's just Ellen KB. <laughs> and KB has her tea. Sipping on my tea. Yes, like, I'm here. The old British woman. Uh-uh. I don't care about them. <laughs> I'm an old African woman. No. They are not the effing standard when it comes to tea. Go. Oh my gosh. You are my- actually we had some good hibiscus tea, didn't we? We did. We did. We'll talk about that later. So how are you feeling, KB? I feel like I ain't seen you in a long time. Yeah, I know. It's um uh, we, we took a little break. I mean, it was October, it was Libra season. We took a rightful break. I think we did that last year too. I think this is like an annual thing. But we uh, need a break though, KB, to rejuvenate. We, we ain't working but every two weeks now. Come on. No, time out, KB. First of all, it's not even the podcast. It's like other stuff. Sometimes we need breaks. <laughs> we do. Okay. All right. So anyway, so <laughs> with the break and... Yeah, we've been going. And I think for me, I think I'm at this really interesting intersection. I, I do this every so often where I reflect on relationships, friendships, career-wise. And so I'm in this really odd place of evaluating recent activity, recent events, and okay. parts I played in it and what I expect from my people. Okay. And it's causing me a pause. Also, from a career-wise, I'm at an intersection. There's an opportunity. I'm praying on it. It is not what I want it. And I'm just trying to see if that's still where God would want me to be. I'm having some death around me right now, some sickness around me. So it's, it's a really interesting intersection point that I'm at. So I'll leave it there. And so how are you doing? You know, I'm Okay. You know, it's funny. I was talking to someone and I think I kind of wrote this thing on somewhere also. Like, I feel like professionally I am in a good place. However, I really want to start like working on my love life and my dating life again. Like, I feel like that is probably the area of my life that needs the biggest focus focus and the most work. So I guess that's what I'm going to start doing. And actually we start a new month. So actually this might be the time to start that. It is. It's a new beginning. Um, Yes. I like that. I mean, I thought we always were working on that though. No, but you know what, Katie? Like, I mean, what do you do to work on it? What does that look like? It's like, sometimes I was fucking around a little bit. Like I wasn't like, I wasn't like doing things to actively like put myself out there for like a real relationship or to really meet someone with substance, you know? And I feel like our actions and the things that we do can either show that we just are doing things because we want to be with somebody just because we don't want to be alone, or if we're actually working to meet someone with substance and to actually have something meaningful going forward. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, did you see that post I posted on our 
our thing about <laughs> when you look around and it's, it's you. I do. I, I do. Listen, because I had somebody block me, y'all. Like, what? I'm toxic. I'm not toxic. Um, <laughs> this is this is like a year or two, like two years ago, two or three years ago. I wish y'all could see my face right now. Listen. Army boy. <laughs> so anyway, so I, you know, I agree with you. And I think I'm trying to make sure I don't slip into that same thing right because you can get be out here by yourself and you got suitors coming but you're making sure that it's not you just playing with them because you're bored and that's what I've done a lot of and neither one of these suitors do I care about so it's like I need to figure out a way to exit before you know what I mean so yeah no I I feel you completely oh you know what else sometimes oh okay I'm gonna say this before you go on sometimes I think we do things because kind of like what you said, because we're bored and, and we don't want to be alone and not because we feel like this person has real potential. And I think well, sometimes I, we play ourselves and them. Yeah, I think recently, you know, with Halloween, setting up a party for my daughter, I'm like out getting all this heavy stuff and I can't figure out how to, you know, I don't like putting nothing together. And so it's like, oh my God, this is the only reason I want a man around right now, <laughs> you know, but I mean, and I did, let me be honest, but you know, those things that make you be like, oh, this is why I want someone. You try to make sure you're not again, just picking somebody just to pick somebody, but it's mm-hmm. somebody who you're going to be serious with. And, and, you know, so yeah, I'm, I'm waiting on God to bring that to me though. But look, I forgot to tell you, I had this awesome opportunity and I can't wait to hit the airways to be on the Amara podcast, you know, with Dr. Yvette Holmes. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, and I, I did a major big up to the podcast where we talked about the, you know, the topics in the journey of getting here. Mm-hmm. So it was a major shout out to Femme Noir Files. And I was Woo-hoo. super excited to like, you know, bring that to another market. And, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, not, you know, starting off of thinking about entertaining but mm-hmm. now we're at this point that we're really here to feed. And I really right. talked, you know, to that. So yeah, shout out to the Femme Noir Files. That's what's up. Look at you, baby, giving us publicity. Yo, and that's what I did. And I had my government name out there. <laughs> oh, you did? I mean, she interviewed me as my government name, so I had no choice, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, then, look at you. I'm proud of you. You know so what look, that is? Listen, we oh. need to make this hit in case I lose my job. So then now... <laughs> We need to sit down and come up with a plan. And if we need to come up with a new production team, we need to come up with a new production team. But y'all, Nigga, I need y'all, y'all. To, I need y'all to step up. Like I y'all really do. Nope. Top nope. Y'all. Production team. Production team. Y'all. Us. Don't do that. We gonna do that now. Okay. I'm just saying. We'll reserve it. Go ahead. First Thank topic. You Thank <laughs> you. So in any no, event, hey, I want to kick off this first one because this is something yes. I've been really following, right? And, you know, at this point, I think a lot of podcasts have been talking about, you know, Dave Chappelle with his, his um, you know, last special on Netflix called The Closer. Have you seen it at this point? I have. I watched it on the way to Egypt. Oh, okay. There we go. So I I told, up, I'm the one who told y'all to watch it. That's right. Because I hadn't watched it when we was in Egypt. <laughs> and so I, but I did watch it when we came back. And, you know, I, you know, the latest development of, you know, Dave Chappelle saying he's willing to meet with Netflix employees. And I, and, and then the other story I saw is that Netflix employees 
well, a group of them, I won't call them all of them, have filed a suit against Netflix. I find it super amazing. First of all, I just want to ask you because you are way more progressive than I am. And so your view on certain things is a lot different from mine. I, I do step from stuff from a humanity standpoint, I think. Mm-hmm. Not so much from, you know, individual people or individual groups, mm-hmm. but humanity is humanity. And I don't think nobody should be treated crazy. Mm-hmm. Did you find the Netflix special, The Closer, offensive to the trans community? I didn't. We're not, you know, so- I think one... One of the biggest things, we're not in that community, right? Correct. So, you know, the biggest thing you hear people say is I can't tell people how to feel. I am so missing where the upset is. I really am. Right. What were you going to say? So I was just going to say, like, as somebody who watched The Closer, and I am probably not a huge Dave Chappelle fan. Not like I know some people are. Like, some people love them, love him. They think, you know, he's a genius, and that's great. I think he's funny he's not you're a hater no i'm not a hater i'm just not as big of a he's genius he's funny as hell and he's a genius i love him go ahead go ahead and and what i was going to say was that even when i watched the closer and this other and some of his other specials as well like there are some parts where i'm like uh that didn't quite hit for me or uh that joke wasn't as funny so was the whole thing funny no overall was it funny yes did oh, I find any parts of it? I don't fuck, shut up. Did I find any parts of it to be offensive? No. But I also feel like, and, and we've talked about this on the podcast before too, like certain communities have a louder voice than others. And that can either be louder because they have more money, they have more people, they have more resources, they have more people supporting them. And I think that, there are certain communities that he talked about who have a louder voice than others. But like you said, like we can't tell people how to feel. I just personally think that some people in some communities, including the black community, are always looking for something to fight about and be upset about. But that's just me. Well, I'm not gonna say the black the black community is always looking for something to fight about. I think we've been so disenfranchised over the years that that is a norm for us. It's almost like you know, we, I was looking at Bull, you know, the show, I don't, I don't think you watch the show Bull, but I watch it. And they just had this recent episode and I was explaining to my mom who was visiting that, you know, he had PTSD because his daughter was taken and she, of course, was re- recovered. But mm-hmm. one of those triggers was the cell phone ringing when in the, in the nursery crib. And so he almost was doing what we call exposure therapy and PTSD, where you expose the patient to what it is that they're afraid of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's for different types of anxiety you can actually do this treatment for. And um, so a lot of phobias, you'll see exposure therapy to some of the phobias. So anyway, he was doing exposure therapy in order to desensitize himself. Mm. And I almost equate it to that when it comes to the Black community. What I have a problem with is that some in the Black community, specifically the LGBTQ community, some of them are not being honest about even within that LGBTQIA, you disenfranchise. Sure. So when so when some of them are upset, you jumping on the bandwagon, but should you be jumping on the bandwagon just because you in the LGBTQ? Because I keep telling y'all, y'all black before anything. So I think sometimes we get it twisted and we think everything that's within this one group is our, our fight. 
And I think you got to parse that out and figure out if it's really your fight or if it's somebody else's fight. So that's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm going to say about that. Um, because like someone did make a mention, I, I, you know, I was reading or listening, you know, out of all groups, the black trans is probably the lowest of the totem pole. And I have to probably agree with that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of agree with that one. So right. don't, don't think that just cause you in this LGBTQIA group that all your fight within that group is the same fight. Cause it, it, it's not. And we know that we've talked to enough people to know that that's not the sentiment across the, the entire group. And that's the same thing with black people. Everything that happens with one black person doesn't necessarily affect the rest of the black people. So class plays into a, you know, to this equation, culture plays into this equation. We are all different. So Mm -hmm. I just, I just think that they are wasting way too much energy. There are other things probably on Netflix's, you know, portfolio that are way more offensive and could be, you know, critiqued than the goddamn close up. So I just missed that whole fucking mark and I'm, I am refuse to figure it out. And I'm just content with knowing that people are just saying shit to say shit. Anyway, moving right along. Gotcha. So we are excited, of course, because, well, we're excited and sad because Insecure has finally premiered for its fifth and final season. However, they have gotten a lot, a lot of flack about their season premiere when Tiffany who was played by Amanda Seals, wore an AKA sweater when the cast went back to Stanford for their 10-year reunion. So Amanda Seals actually went on Instagram Live or in her stories or whatever and basically said that Tiffany, which is a character that she plays, is an AKA. And Tiffany, the character, is a person that wore the sweater and not Amanda Seals, the actress. But it was Tiffany that wore the sweater. So here's my take. I kind of get where Amanda's coming from. However, even though Issa Rae is not a graduate of an HBCU and she is not a member of a Black Greek-lettered sorority, there is somebody in her camp, whether it's the production team, whether it's HBO's production team, whether it is the writing team, who knew that in order to use the likeness or the image or the brand of an organization, that you need to check with that organization to make sure that not only one, you can have their likeness and their brand on your TV show as advertisement. So what's really funny also to me is that the headquarters of AKA actually sent out a letter to their membership that basically said, they were not made aware of the TV show until the next morning, until Monday morning. I find that very hard to believe, but that's just me. Where are your thoughts, KB? I mean, they're old women. What are you talking about? They're not watching Insecure. <laughs> so There's I'm not- Somebody, but listen, Linda. No. Somebody within headquarters. They're not all old. All their national officers are not old. Okay. Well, we don't know who their national officers are. I'm going to guess that most of them are old. That's what I'm going to guess, right? You know how old ladies in sororities and they like to like run everything. Let's just be clear about this thing. But what I would say is I totally agree with you. I think when we were having this text conversation, I don't think you got what I was coming from. No, again, that is a known thing that if you're using any kind of logo, you have to get approval for it. So Issa Rae and them dropped the ball. What I was saying is that coming for Tiffany, the character, 
or really Amanda Seals and or even coming for Molly, the character, which I don't think they did because she didn't do it in that episode. Coming for them was a stupid thing. That that was my only point because they right. actors. They ain't got nothing to do with that. They put the shit on. They probably don't even know you got clearance for what X, Y, and Z. They, who, no. who going on set asking, hey, did you get clearance for me wearing this FAMU shirt on the show exactly. today? You know what exactly. I'm saying? So I think the, the members of that sorority coming for those actors was the wrong move. The move of the headquarters to go after the show is the right move. Absolutely. I Absolutely. think what it does do though, is first of all, it still got Kay's out here looking crazy. Because for, we understand it within the Divine Nine, that is a small percentage of the overall Black community. Mm-hmm. Like in reality, I know we, we're around a lot of people that's in the Divine yes. Nine, but yes. in, in the grand scheme of things, bitch, everybody ain't in this. They they don't sure nobody give a shit. They, they don't, don't know. Give- they don't know the history. They don't know the culture. They don't know but the they don't even give a shit. Let's, exactly. let's, let's keep this shit 100. You know what I mean? So- for the regular person, the average person, the normal person, y'all going ham and they like, what the hell is the deal? She made y'all look good. She, you know what I'm saying? She together. She got the husband, like the whole family. She done went to Stanford, graduated. Now, what I thought was ironic is, you know, Tiffany and Molly kind of stuck up. So I thought that shit was pretty funny that they was caged. Well, I thought that shit was yeah. on par. Um, but anyway, I'm, shout out to the case. I'm sorry. The shit was on point. We love so, you. <laughs> so, I mean, we like you. So the thing is that, you know, I thought it was on par, but it made the AKA and black sororities and fraternities kind of look crazy because it sounded like we was just going above and beyond for something that seemed so minute. I say, let the headquarters handle it. Get that coin. And, and you know, for the company that was doing this show, Y'all took y'all messed up. Y'all messed up because you should have went by protocol. And like you say, everybody knows that anytime you have a low, you see them blur out Apple logos on on shows. You know that's an Apple phone, but they'll blur out that little Apple thing because they didn't get approval to use it. So I agree with you completely. That should have meant somebody dropped the ball and they didn't do what they were supposed to do. But I think the case could have took that and did that a different way. And I know emotions get caught up in shit. But bitch, you out here got my sorority looking kind of great. I don't know if I'm going to say some shit. I'm going to be like, shout out to the Reds. Facts. You know what I mean? So listen, we talking about Black Greek sororities and fraternities. I mean, it is homecoming season. I know. Greatest, you know, university of all time just had their homecoming. And, you know, we weren't there. Nope extenuating circumstances i had some people drop in and i'm you know i had to cancel but i wish i had gone now you know what i mean like do you really even after seeing the pictures yeah do you i would have spaced myself i would have been around yeah i mean i think because of my anti-social behavior i could have gone by myself i just know i wouldn't have been talking to as many people because i just don't like to talk to people that's not really tight with me so I would have, it would have been a little bit more of a push for me, but, um, you know, just if I, I, I wish I would have just went on my own, but it was just, you know, so much to just get to Tallahassee. So yeah, I just, that's one of those things I think I'm been thinking about, like how I'm even moving, who I'm moving with, like those kind of things. So, um, that was a disappointment, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? I took this weekend to kind of chill and I almost came to DC, but I'm glad I didn't. I just you needed to. Have. 
I, well, you know, and I'll, I'll leave that alone because you didn't reply to my text message when I asked you a question. Nope. So was that I meant not to. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I do everything with purpose. Come on. Who are you talking to? So didn't respond to me. What is she doing? I know she sees it. I sure did. Rude. So I think, you know, so homecoming happened. And what I, man, did you see the, the momentum in the, you know, Will Packer Amphitheater? Like, that was just amazing. The coverage, like Kevin Hart being down there. Look, that nobody homecoming looked like FAMU's homecoming this year. Like, no. I just want everybody to acknowledge that. Go on Absolutely. social media, search it. It was crazy the amount of people that Will Packer brought to the university. Yeah. So I just want to give a big, big, big shout out. Big shout out to Rochelle Rosemond um, from Liquid Courage Lipstick Line. Rochelle um, Rosemond Rinkins. Give that woman her oh, last name. Sorry. Listen, <laughs> love you, Fresh. Um, Rochelle Rosemond Rinkins and Bra- Brandy Tatum Frederick. Frederick. Come on, okay. line sisters. Come on, T56. I know. I'm trying to get the, the married names in there too. Um, also a university official, like one of our administrators at the university. Um, they did a big, big thing. So, you know, I just, Absolutely. I'm I'm excited about where HBCUs are going. I had a very, um, I sat back and listened to Funky Dineva. Just we had a recent conversation about HBCUs versus PWIs. I almost didn't listen because I already knew it was going to be some bullshit. um and he started off rocky as hell for me you Mm -hmm. know to the point of saying he just didn't want to be around black people when he was going to college Mm. you know i think you had to then what was his life like before like from like first grade through 12th grade what was that like that's where it got then you started to understand why he said what he said Mm -hmm. and it was really about being in miami florida the area that he was in nobody really went to college and Mm -hmm you know, just him being gay and being bullied by a lot of black males Mm -hmm. and having that fear about being around them. Mm -hmm. Then you understood kind of where he was coming from. But, you know, I think his thought of us thinking that anybody who's black going to a PWI or like Dr. Carr calls them a historically plantation university, college and university, that's what I'm gonna start calling them. So, even when you think about those schools, like our perception of HBCU graduates thinking that they don't love their own people. Mm-hmm. And I think the changing the game episode really does highlight that because we talked about the different reasons why someone would go to a PWI, AKA a historically plantation college and university. So there are different reasons. I don't want to pit us against each other. You know, he even made the comment of ending if he could do it all again, he would have gone to an HBCU if he knows what he knew, knows now. He didn't, mm-hmm. he wasn't educated. Right. And if he had a child, he would actually want them to go to an HBCU. Mm-hmm. So listen, that's progress. Shout out to all the HBCUs, homecomings, be safe out there. COVID is still happening. Fact. Whether we realize it or not, Fact. it's still happening. But I just want to give a shout out to FAMU in particular. Y'all go on social media. You can go on Rattlers United, like so many different websites that will give you highlights of what was happening during homecoming i know the class of 2000 the incoming class of 2000 we set out a goal to raise two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the university we came in at a little bit over three hundred and five thousand dollars and that was cash not cash money money. and my money was in that 305 so i just want to shot that out too right (laughs) um l and i both was donating so therefore 
we are a part of that that legacy of giving back to the universe. And look, yeah, one more thing before we go on to Egypt. I think K little KB is coming around. Is she? What you, what you Sometimes think? you just got to be quiet. You know what I mean? Well, look, listen, that's why I be trying to tell your ass that you don't want to listen to me. I ain't want to listen. But you, listen, I should have took her to this homecoming. That's what I thought about. I said, yo, I really should have just flew her to this homecoming and just let her see all that's happening. Yo, we would have sold it by this weekend. That's okay. It's going to be another one. The Will yeah. Packer Amphitheater is there. Exactly. So it's going to be many more. They got time. We got time. All right. Let's talk about Egypt. Yes. <laughs> AKA Kenneth. Nigga, I'm calling the shit Kenneth. Oh, Here on God. out, bitch, it's Kenneth. You know what I mean? So first of all, yeah. So can I so can I say something before you start talking about the church? So first of all, I am glad that you invited me to go on this trip. Can I say that? I'm very excited. Can I just say that I'm so happy you came? Really? No, like I, I told y'all there. But I don't know if y'all was really like internalizing what I was saying. But yes, super happy with the group that went. Like the group that went was perfect. And I knew it was going to be, but it was. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so I'm very glad that I went. And I'm going to be honest, because of work, at first I felt a little guilty leaving during the school year, I have a new AP. Technically, I also have a new principal. And there was SAT testing while we were gone. I felt really bad leaving. No, in the words oh, of, wait, in the words of Shook, fuck them kids. Go ahead. <laughs> Only, I, oh, yeah, I'm sorry y'all just heard me moving around. I thought I was on mute. But that I'm just I'm I'm bringing up the energy of Shook in that comment. Not that's <laughs> not a KB comment. That's not a KB comment. That's a Shook comment. But continue. So, but I realized I L needed that break. I needed that reset. I needed that week off for self care, and I'm glad that I took it. And, and I love my principal to death. And she was trying to get me to come back a day early. And I was like, mm-mm, fine, sis. Can't. Will not. You sign this leave slip for five days, I'm taking all five of my days. And I'm glad I, I'm so glad I did it. So glad that I did it. And not just for the self-care piece, but for the sisterhood, the bonding, and the learning that I did. I learned so much. And then I also, I'm going to say this and then I'll shut up for a little bit, but also it kind of made me sad that I'm no longer teaching African-American history because half the stuff we talked about, I was like, I taught this to my kids. Like I taught this in class. So yeah, it was great. It was. And I think, you know, I I told you guys, it had been on my bucket list for so like a, a while ago. And I had just kind of completely forgot about it because it was having a lot of political unrest. And I was like, oh, you know, it's not the time to go to Egypt. And when Suge brought it up, it like, oh, damn, that was on my list a while ago. Perfect. And so, you know, I think kicking it off, y- y'all didn't know I had done that photo shoot was funny. Like, I put Can it- I say that <laughs> photo shoot was perfect. And the thing was, I want to say this too, KB, because when, when you were talking about doing a photo shoot for 40, I was like, 
that's not you. It's like, not. you trying to compare yourself to these other people who doing fuck, I don't want to say fuck shit. No, it's fuck <laughs> shit. Let's call it thing a thing, <laughs> beloved. But people who are doing so much, I'm like, KD, that is not you. But girl, mm. when you drop that goddamn photo, I was like, bitch. Because you know what? It's all about how do I embody who I am, right? Like, exactly. like you say, I can't go in there and just be modeling these outfits and that shit. Come on. That's you know what I mean? You. It's not. And so I was like, well, what could I do that will exude who I am? And my love for Africa and my yeah. love for going to the continent and, and all of these yeah. things. You and did. yo, I was like, we doing a head up. We doing head up, chest, you know, just neck up. And it's just me. It's just me. And so, man, listen, I was so excited how that shit came out, though. Like, I I put that together in three days. It was amazing. You three did days. an amazing job. Yeah. And first of all, I think when you dropped it, and when I realized you posted it, I think I was saying the next few hours with you. And I was like, this, what, the <laughs> fuck, what is this? <laughs> and, and so, look, I had just told Evie. So, Evie was like, I had just told her, like, the day before, or two days before. Like, when we got there, I told her. Mm-hmm. And I showed her because, you know, we were in the room together. She was like, oh, my gosh, KB. Like, oh, my, like, this is going to be fire. So we even picked out which picture I was going to drop. So, you know, I think that was a kickoff. But I'm saying, like, from Egypt, from the point, like you say, learning. I love doing historical tours. And I think me having, you know, starting to read the book that I was reading before going on the trip really kind of helped me put certain things. And I know y'all was probably getting irritated with me with my questions, which I didn't give a shit. Only when you start, when you kept asking about black people, we were like, Nigga. I don't care about the others because the others invaded. Black people. I don't give a shit. They invaded, and I just need everybody to be clear. I need everybody to be clear. I need everybody to be clear. Man, time I, how is this your first time in the Middle East? I said, This is my third time in Africa. The fuck is you talking about? So, you know, I think from our trip of the temples and you know, seeing the pyramids and them damn pyramids being small inside. And you didn't know that. No space. Uh, no space. You listen, y'all, y- if y'all claustrophobic, your ass ain't making it. That's all I'm saying to you. <laughs> and, you know, just being able to see the Sphinx and, you know, the hot air balloon, which I actually was nervous about. And I told well, y'all that. I was too. I was like, who picked this on the list? Cause I don't think I picked this. I didn't either. You so said we thought adopted. You adopted. said the She said it. I didn't remember who did it. She was like, "Oh, that was me." Oh, okay. So we I didn't can, know we, can... we had options. Yeah, you remember because they they gave us a list and everybody was supposed well, to choose. Yeah, I said the camel, but you said no to the camel because your ass already rode the camel. That's how yes, my man. scary ass ended up on an ATV in the goddamn desert. Yes, in the ATV ride. <laughs> Serious. I was on there like, did I make a good decision or did? Like <laughs> it wasn't just me. No, 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 it wasn't just you. Okay, when, when you're when you're on those hills in the desert, yes. y'all. The background was the um the the pyramids of Giza, mind you, right? Beautiful. We should post it. We should. Yeah, we gonna we should. We're let's post, post that. So we're going up and down these hills. You the dunes. You can't see what's in front of you. So we ride, and, and I'm like. Flying a little bit when we hit the ground because we're going up. Yo, my my anxiety level is a little high at that point. But to bring in 40 in the air, overlooking Luxor, to have lunch on the Nile River. Like these are experiences that I just will never forget. 
And I'm so excited about it. I'm so happy we did it. You know, it's been a long time since we traveled. I think that's why I'm going crazy about this shit. Because, you know, another way I'd be like, oh, okay, let's go on to the next trip. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think because we haven't been able to travel, it was kind of difficult to travel during COVID. Let's be honest with the people. Mm-hmm. From leaving out of the U.S., Absolutely. We all had trials and tribulations at the airport, which were crazy. Like Mm -hmm. I lied to the people talking about my shit was from the CDC. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Oh, but I'm getting on this fucking plane because it's my birthday. You know what I mean? So it was crazy. It was crazy. Can I also say to our listeners? So listeners, we knew are the people who were traveling with KD. We know our friend and our line sister. And we were like, <laughs> if this trip gets canceled for any reason, we need to have a backup plan. Yep. We were planning to go to Philly to be with this girl during her birthday weekend because we yeah, that touched me. That touched me so much. Did it? But, yo, I didn't even because of course y'all be doing shit behind the closed doors and don't nobody know who talking about what. Sometimes <laughs> when y'all told me that, I was like. Because you remember, y'all, I, okay, so listen, I was testing about every three to four days before I was. left. She was crazy. Super crazy. And it was just so touching that y'all thought that much into it. Because I was just like, nigga, I'm going to be devastated. Like, I'm going to die, and I'm going to come back to life, and that's just what's going to happen. And, yeah, I, to hear that, it was, it was, it touched me. Okay, good. I'm glad. So let me ask you this. Out of all of the things that we did. Oh, no, I tried to ask y'all niggas that in the trip. And y'all bitches are like, I ain't want to participate. I answered. I answered. Oh, and I told you, thank you for taking the assignment. So thank you. Thank you. I participated. Thank you. Don't do that. Okay, let's do it. Okay, ask the question. Okay, so what? So KB, after everything that we did, what was your favorite part of the trip? Actually, give me your top three, your top three moments. Yeah, because I only gave you a top one. Okay. So I would say hot air balloon. Mm -hmm. I would say going into the pyramid. Okay, which one? The the only one I went into, the red pyramid. The The red red pyramid. (laughs) Okay. Y'all, after that first one, I was like, okay, I'm straight on this going. I didn't make it into the one in Giza. Like, I just didn't make it. Like, we went into the entryway. Yeah, but we didn't go all the way up. I didn't go all the way up because, listen, you've been in one, you've been in all of them. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so the red pyramid for sure, and my third would probably be, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's tombs, the queen, uh, tomb. What was it called? The king, the queen valley, valley of the queens, valley of the queens to see Nefertari's tomb. Yes, those are my top three. Gotcha. Because the the artwork on that. And that that Beautiful. was crazy because the colors were still so vivid. Yes. So I'll say it because of that. Yep. How about you? What were your top three? Oh gosh, my top three. I definitely I kind of like you. Can I have a tie for the top one with the air with the hot air balloon and yes. with the ATV? Because the I, ATV I made it. Scary, <laughs> I know my scary ass. Because listen, because because honestly. KB, how many people can say that they went ATV riding in the Giza Desert? How many people can say that? Nah. I wanted to put that in my tops, but I felt like "Eh, I should put some artwork in there. But go ahead. I agree. Okay. So, well, that's why I tied it with 
the hot air balloon ride. I also would think my second top event was probably the Felucca ride down the Nile River. Because like when we had lunch and I was like, how many people can say that they had lunch on the Nile River? I wanted to add that one in too, but you only gave me three. But go ahead. I'm glad you're doing the ones that I couldn't do. Thank you. You're welcome. And then I think the last one was, honestly, I think visiting, I'm going to loop it all together. I probably shouldn't, but I think, I don't know. I think I'm kind of like you, like the Valley of the Kings and Queens, like, and just going into their tombs and seeing the artwork and sort of, you know, having our guides dissect to us and tell us like what the pictures meant and what they mean and what they symbolize. Like, I thought that was absolutely amazing. So those are my top three from the trip. Man, listen, that shit was one for the books. I can't wait to put the book together, but this shit was one for the books. And yeah, we got to post some of these pictures on our, on our page since we're talking about, especially when this episode drops. Let's do that. Yes. Sounds good. So let's see, is there anything else that you have? What are you doing this week since you are officially Fote? How does it feel to be Fote? This is random. <laughs> I know. But I we, just told you how I was feeling. Talk about it. I ended up having a back spasm, shit breaking down now that I'm 40. Are like, you serious? I, yeah, Why I've been in pain. Because I'm, I have an attitude right now. Oh. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> But I'm much better now. I went to the doctor Tuesday and that's when I found out it was a back spasm. I walked in the doctor's office. I said, when he came in, I said, I turned 40 and my body is breaking down. I don't know what's going on. So, you know, he laughed, of course. Um, he wasn't my doctor. He was just, you know, another doctor I had to see in practice. And yeah, so I'm recovering from that. You know, we just get my mom's birthday just happened, celebrating her. Happy birthday. Halloween. Shout Mama out. To baby. Yes. Shout out to that. And then also, um, you know, Halloween. So, you know, we just, we moving into this next quarter, you know, we're about to get ready to celebrate my daughter's birthday on a cruise. So Happy that's birthday, gonna... little KB. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to get her used to, you know, starting to travel and celebrate herself on a birthday shit. You know, let's stop with these damn birthday parties. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. So I'm with you on that because I feel like too, that's why I'm trying to switch up and figure out what I'm going to do next April, but we'll talk about that on another day. So this was a great episode. Hopefully on the next episode, we can find out what Suge did for her birthday because she did travel as well. And we want to thank you all for joining us for this episode of the Fem Noir Files. We'll see you next time. Bye. Don't forget to listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play. Connect with us on social media at Femnoir Files on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Femnoir Files. Bye!